Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Gary Rumbold. Great testimony, Sharon. Well done. That's fantastic. This morning we're gonna we're gonna go through it. <clears throat> um, I believe what God wants to do, he's going to declare truth over our lives, but also I'm going to give, I'm going to share a little bit of my heart at some point. I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable, all right? So just hang in there with me. Pray for me when I do that, because some of the things aren't easy, okay? But I want to be real with you. I want to be transparent. So this morning's living next step life as a worshiper. The truth that sets you free. Amen. So God sent his son the word of God into the world to bring us the truth. He came as the light to speak into the spiritual darkness of the world. Don't you just love Christmas? Don't you just love Christmas? God, God came as a baby, fully God, yet fully man. Isn't that wonderful? Fully God, but fully man. Jesus came to us as God's word, God's truth, God's wisdom, he came as the wonderful counselor, the holy son of God. Fantastic. See, the prostitutes, the outcasts, the swindlers, the beggars, the sick flocked to him. Why did they do that? Because he was the only counselor who had ever given them hope. And he is the only counselor that will ever give us hope. Amen. The wonderful counselor didn't judge or condemn them, but gave them a future and a hope. No matter how depraved their lifestyles, no matter how inadequate they felt, even if they had lost all sense of self-worth, here was someone who said they mattered. And you matter today. Do you want to look to your neighbor and just say, you matter to God today? Just say that, to speak, you matter to God. If we can just have the first slide, that'd be great, Lucy. Matthew seven thirteen says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. Who know, I mean, in God's heart and God's mind, God knew that his son that would need to be born to a human being born as a little baby that grew up following the father would one day become the only gate and the only entrance through which people would be saved what was his heart by doing that he wanted to set people free from everything which bound them and caused them destruction he wanted to give God's life he wanted to give the fullness of life to everyone when we look out of these doors and we, we move out of the building and we go in our roads and our houses, um, there's a nation that, that is living on that wide road to destruction. But you see, that wasn't God's heart. God's heart was to give us something so precious that where we could be saved. As you read the Bible, the wonderful counselor is speaking to you with all the authority of God himself. Isn't it so fantastic about the Word of God? As we read the Word, I, I always picture in my head, I always, I always see Jesus, the Word, with me. And it's almost like Jesus speaking to me through the very words. And we can trust those words because he is faithful and true. He's not a man that he would, he, he would lie. 
Amen. If you need counsel, you can turn to him and listen to his words. The words of the wonderful counselor. Just say to your friend, I've got the wonderful counselor living in me. Just say that. (laughs) You have, Gary. (laughs) And you can be sure that everything he says to you will be true. For he is the truth. Jesus said of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Next slide, please, Lucy. Here's the good news for us here. John 14, verse 16 and 17. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you. The spirit of truth. If you are born again, the wonderful counselor, Jesus, will be with you always. And the other counselor, the Holy Spirit, will be in you always. The counselor lives in you. The word of truth is with you and the spirit of truth is in you. What more could you need? The word and the spirit together have the answer to every situation or need that could arise in our lives. Both these divine counselors would always agree together. They are never at odds. They are never at odds with one another. The ministry of the Holy Spirit living in you is to testify to you about Jesus. Why? Because the answer to every need in my life is contained in what Jesus has done for me. You're allowed to say amen. Okay, because it's true. As you say amen, what you're doing, you're affirming it. You're grabbing it to yourself. That's the truth. I'm just grabbing hold of that. I'm affirming that reality in my heart and my life. Because the answer to every need in my life is containing what Jesus has done for me. It is not some new technique or ministry of prayer that will set you free. We simply need the spirit of truth to testify about Jesus. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Never leave, never will he leave us, never will he forsake us. All the time, the Holy Spirit's inside of me going, Gary, Gary, get your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes on Jesus, the, over, the overcomer, the one that's won the victory. Get your eyes on him, Gary. Take your eyes off yourself. He that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. And everybody said, Amen. oh man, it's true. It's life. And this is what Jesus said. John 16, 13 and 14. I know this is just basic truth, but we're laying a foundation before I pour out my heart. Is that right? (laughs) I'm just getting you kind of, just tell you, be merciful with me when I do that. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will give you the complete revelation of the truth. He will not speak on his own initiative, but only what he hears from the father and the son. And he will prepare you for what lies ahead. I thank God in my life that we've been through, me and Rachel have been through some really tough stuff, some terrible stuff and some tough stuff. But in all of those things, I know that God is working together for good. God is working together for good. That's okay, don't worry. No worries. God is working together for good for those who love me. He will not speak on his own initiative, but only what he hears from the Father and the Son. And he will prepare you for what lies ahead. 
The Holy Spirit will glorify me because he will take hold of all that I have said and done and will reveal it to you. This is, this is wonderful, this next verse. Everything that the Father has, I also have. And everything I have, the Spirit will take and reveal to you in your experience. So I tell you clearly that everything the Father and the Son and the Holy, and the Holy Spirit have is yours. The Holy Spirit will never act independently of Jesus or the Father. There is always unity and agreement in the Trinity. It's wonderful, isn't it? So through the wonderful counselor, God sets us free completely from what we have been. And through the Holy Spirit, he enables us to be what he wants us to be. Jesus sets us free, but then the Holy Spirit reveals everything to us, what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Isn't that wonderful? Okay, here comes my personal stuff now. Hallelujah. <laughs> here we go. All right. I just wanted to share a bit of my own personal journey that I had to walk with the wonderful counselor and the Holy Spirit. I can remember in my early childhood teens, my natural father was a great father, very loving and kind, always helping and encouraging. And I'm not saying anything today to dishonor him today or to speak negatively about him in any way. Um, he's gone to be with the Lord now. So, uh, you know, every memory in my heart is... But I'm just tell, talking about reality that happened. So from an early age, um, but sadly, so the enemy had targeted him in an area. And the enemy had targeted him in the area of pornography. So from an early age, I can remember something was very wrong. Because of the materials that he left around the house, consequently as a teenager, I fell into the trap that the enemy was setting up for me. It was like soaking yourself in a spiritual poison day after day and not realizing the devastating effects it was having upon me. I'm not blaming my dad because somewhere along that journey I made a choice, a volitional choice of my will. Yeah? John 10, 10 says, the thief comes, this isn't on there, Lucy. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. See, the enemy had his plan, but Jesus had the answer which would break the power of all of that. Amen. God needed to liberate me from the power of shame. Yeah, you ever been liberated from any shame, any situation? Yeah. I just want to mention this because it's really, really important. Shame is defined as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing we are flawed and therefore unworthy of acceptance and belonging. Contrast that with how we describe guilt. Guilt says you did something bad or you made a bad choice. Shame says you are bad. There's a big difference between you made a mistake and you are a mistake. Put it this way, guilt is about my choice, it's about what I did. Shame is about distorting my true identity. Yeah, my true identity. 
I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. The old is gone and the new has come. But I had, to, I had to walk on a journey on that. And I want to show and encourage you just in this journey, as you know, Sharon has shared and the other testimonies we had the following, that last week. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Why is the word so important And when we're walking through this journey where we have the wonderful counselor and the Holy Spirit living in us? His word is able to accomplish far more than our own human understanding or in, in our own intellectual ability. Like a master surgeon is trained to operate with accuracy and precision, knowing where to cut and remove diseased tissue, so is God's living word. And that's what God had to do in my thinking. He set me free and cut that diseased tissue out of my thinking and my heart because I was living under the power of the shame of what I'd done and who I'd become or what was affecting me. So it's God's living word. It can execute the most complex and dangerous operations, exposing the very thoughts and attitudes of our hearts. Did you know that God's the, God's the greatest brain surgeon? Yeah. Yeah. With a brain like, like, like mine. Thank you, Jesus. God chooses the foolish things as well, the shame the wise. Thank you, Jesus. But God's the greatest brain surgeon. He can literally transform our thinking, renew the pathways of our, our thinking. Yeah. He can literally, the networks of our brain can be transformed as we read the word of God. The old can be broken as it's faded away and things happen. And new thoughts can then come in of who I am in Christ and who you are in Christ. Isn't that wonderful? And that can happen every day. Do you know you can renew your brain, your mind, every single day? Just turn to someone and say, isn't that amazing? You can renew your mind every single day. So what's the word back that up with? God's word, this is in Hebrews 4, 12. It's not up there, Lucy, it's okay. God's word is always alive and will work actively on all who believe. Do you believe? Yeah. yeah. His word is sharper than any blade. It separates the spirit and the soul, showing us what is of God and what is of self. It demonstrates what is merely external and what is of the heart. It even shows us whether our thoughts and our heart attitudes are all right or not. That's, that's why what's so important as, as we walk this journey as a Christian, we have the wonderful counsel, the word of God. You have the word. We have the Holy Spirit testifying to us about the word, bringing us to transformation every single day. God wants to bring me transformation to think, to think how God thinks about people, to think how God thinks about yourself. Yeah. I want to walk with God, but I don't want to walk where I'm not in agreement with his thinking and his understanding. Yeah. You are such an amazing blessing to God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. I want to, use, I want to just share some of, the, some of the scriptures that God used, shared with me. And then, then I'm going to show you what actually happened. How did God break that? What did he do? What breaks these negative things in our lives? 1 John, uh, 1 verse 6 to 9, this should be in there, Lucy. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, 
We lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus' son purifies us from all sin. Even now in my life, even though this happened many years ago with the issue of pornography, I have men that I'm accountable in my life. Why? Because I'm not silly. Yeah, there's an area of my life that I know I opened up to the enemy. So there's accountability in my life. There's about five or six of them, actually, if I'm honest. It's okay. But I'm, I'm, I'm living, I'm walking in the light as he is in the light. I'm not walking in any denial in my life. I'm not walking, the, you know, I know where the attack was. I know where he tried to come and steal, kill, and destroy. But we're going to find the answer to everything that God, the enemy tried to do. And you know, once you know the answer, you're going to know the answer. You know the answer anyway. But all I'm going to do this morning is remind you of the answer. Yeah. If we claim... Um, to be without sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us now listen to this next verse this was life to me if I confess my sin he is faithful and just and will forgive me my sin and purify me from all unrighteousness and everyone said hallelujah nothing nothing will be able to separate us from God's love Now listen to this, because you really need to hear this again. God ransomed us from the tyranny of sin, not with money, but with the precious blood of his own son. We need to hear the truth of this. We cannot escape from sin on our own. Only the life of God's son can free us. Every time we do something unclean, impure, or unholy in God's sight, we can put our faith and provision in the blood and receive forgiveness. And it's that blood that has broken the power of shame in my life. It's broken it once and for all. Yeah? Obviously, I don't want to keep sinning that grace may abound. (laughs) I just hear that one out there. I don't want to keep walking in sin. I want to walk in truth and love and light. So all my shame is washed away before God through the blood of Jesus. I do not have to continue to be ashamed because the Lord has declared me and has declared you not guilty. Amen. You're not guilty. Just say to your neighbor, you're not guilty. Yeah. Why is it important to speak the truth? Because the truth sets us free. Yeah. God took all my guilt and shame upon his body. I don't need to live in guilt. I can live in the freedom that he won for me. Do you remember this passage? And it's really interesting. I was just pondering this. I had a little, I had a little ponder. Have you ever pondered with the Lord? You ponder with him. And he sort of tells you something in the pondering. Um, Genesis 2.25 the man this is right at the beginning of Genesis the man and his wife were both naked now listen and they felt no shame he could have said they felt no fear he didn't he said they felt no shame why did he say that right at the beginning because God knew that one of the greatest weapons against mankind would be shame yeah and, what, and we know what happened back in the, again in the garden. A bit later, they sinned against, against God and they hid from God. <laughs> Don't you find that? Hiding behind a tree. 
Isn't it? The God of the universe that sees all and, you know, they hid behind a bush or a tree. You know, what does it say? They sowed fig leaves. They sowed fig leaves to cover themselves. We can't sow fig leaves to cover ourselves. Why? Because the blood covers us now. Sometimes we go along the journey and sometimes there's, sometimes there's, there's, there's things like idols that happen where we, you know, where we go to another place to find our needs met. It could be pornography. It could be alcohol. It could be shopping. Mention the word shopping. Sorry about that. I don't mean to be, not about Christmas. Mention shopping at Christmas. It could be overeating. It could be undereating. It could be hurting ourselves. You see, they're just, they're, they're like we're sowing these fig leaves around our lives. God says, don't do it. Why? You don't need to, Gary. You don't need to sow anything around your life. Now, you know the one I'm working with, don't you? The overeating one. But it's okay. No condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. I've just come in there to help you, to help you before anybody judge me on that one, all right? So, you're getting there. What do you mean not eating, Gary? You're the size of a roly-poly. It's all right. It's all right. There's no condemnation. I am a work in progress. You are a work in progress. Amen. <laughs> oh, laugh. It's not funny. All my kids are massively trimmed. My, my daughter runs for miles. My son is really buff and goes to the gym. Rachel's skinny as a rake. And what is, what is me? How does it work out with me? I'm roly poly. How does that one work out? But it's okay. It's okay. I know it's to do with my habit. My, you see, my, my challenge, you see, is my idol was going to food. You see, that was my, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, how do I deal with the pain in my life? I go and find a, I go and open the fridge. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, Snickers bar. No, I wouldn't have a Snickers bar in the house because I think Rachel would rugby tackle me down. It was, it was biscuits, my mum's biscuits, biscuits, you know what I mean? I'll sneak in, biscuit mum, thank you. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like this. That's what I used to, you know, I still am overcoming that one, Rachel. I'm walking in the truth and the life that I do go in for a biscuit. I am sorry. I confess my sin to one another so that I may get healed. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, dear. It's funny. <laughs> See, the debt. Yeah, no, no biscuits for Christmas. Yeah, it'll all be fruit, won't it? Large amounts of fruit and grapes. And <laughs> Yeah. The devil is described as the accuser of the brethren. Sin gives him ground for accusation. Why is there no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus? Because once forgiven, Satan's ground of accusation is removed from under his feet. Amen. It's removed from under his feet. He has no valid accusation against those made righteous through the blood of Jesus. Yeah. See, if we confess our sin, if we live in that reality of the truth and don't allow sin in our hearts, yeah, we can live free from all condemnation. I can remember going over to America to do the Freedom Encounter. It was a life-changing moment. God knows us intent intimately better than we know ourselves. I was sitting in one of the rows waiting to go forward in prayer and the Holy Spirit began to minister to me. He was like reaching right down. Oh, Gary, you've come all this way. And we could have done this at home, but I'm going to do it anyway. You come all this way. And, and he just reached down into my heart. And I, I began blubbing. I mean, I think the people next to me needed canoes. Do you know what I mean? 
You know, it was like a flood. You know, I mean, I was just broken. I was just like, oh, God, stop. And I started Pastor Simon off as well. So I'm crying. Pastor Simon's crying next to me. You know, and I'm really, 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 really losing it. And um, it was as though Jesus was reaching down into the very depths of my heart, bringing conviction to an era of sin to do with unforgiveness. I had to make the right choice to live in the truth of his word and forgive the people who had hurt and betrayed me. Me and Rachel had walked through one major trauma, not with each other, but with a situation. And God was, God was going, oh, Gary, I love you so much. I'll, I'll, I'll really do this with you now. I'm going to come in and I'm going to just touch the pain that you felt there and what, what, it, what it did. And as, I, as, as he touched me, see, what God did in, in his love, he began to break the chains that were wrapping around in my heart. But then but I had to make the choice to obey the Lord, to choose to forgive the people that were betrayed and hurt us. You know, the pain of it. But I had to be real about the reality of my heart. Yeah. I didn't go searching back into my past, but I realized that my past was still affecting my current relationships. Isn't that wacky how that works? Yeah. God knew that this area of unforgiveness was affecting my relationship with him and also my relationship with other people. I'm just going to share two scriptures here. I don't think these are in there, Lucy. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Colossians 3, verse, this is in there, Lucy, 3, 13 and 14. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. How has God forgiven me? He's been incredibly merciful, merciful with me, incredibly kind. Why he didn't judge me? Because all the judgment went upon his son. And though I now live in the good of his mercy and his grace and his kindness. Amen. Nothing is more important for any Christian than to know that he or she is forgiven. Just turn to the person next to you, you're forgiven. Just say it. Now this bit, this bit is really important. Not only does Jesus' blood wash away my sin, the one who sinned, who performed the sin, is forgiven. He doesn't just wash me, he forgives me. Do you hear this? It's not only my sins are forgiven, but I am forgiven. Why is this such a key aspect for any believer? Now we're, we're heading into a whole season of seeing breakthrough for people's lives. Amen. Seeing the lost saved and the, our loved ones saved, our families saved. Why is this season of prayer so important? You cannot walk before him in faith or pray with confidence that we will hear you and answer you while you have a sense of shame before him. All my sin and shame is washed away before God through the blood of Jesus. 
I do not have to continue to be ashamed because the Lord has declared me and you not guilty. Amen. Not guilty. Isn't it, isn't it challenging that our feelings scream on the inside, don't they? So often our feelings or our emotions will pull us in a direction. But that's why, we, that's why we have the wonderful counselor. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. That's why we have the word of God. Because we're, lear- we're learning to line up our thinking with his thinking. We're learning to appropriate every promise by faith. This is the last one now. This is the third one. Okay, this, this goes back years, but I'm just going to tell you something, really. Is it helpful for me to be honest with you? Do you know what I mean? And just share and just, just, just say to you how it is and the battles that we go through. Sometimes things can happen in our lives that can be very traumatic. There could be a moment in time where we experience a personal trauma. I can remember one such situation as a child. As a parent myself... <laughs> I can say that. As a parent myself, I'm fully aware of my own weakness. You know, we, we, lo- you know, we love our children. You know, the, God, the, the gift of our children are to us, us are fantastic because it sets us free from being selfish. Really, you get married and your selfishness, you know, you start getting crucified. When kids come along, <laughs> it's, it's crucifies the flesh, doesn't it? It's like, you know, I can remember years ago, Sarah, when she was tiny tiny baby and she had colic and she was we were in living in Norfolk at the time she was crying and I think Rachel had just done done the night shift as far as feeding and she was just crying and crying and crying and, and she doesn't stop and I can remember I can remember I can remember the moment now leaning over the cot going Jesus Jesus I'm going to die I'm going to die of lack of sleep Jesus please help me <laughs> I don't know if any parent can, can just, um, just sort of relate to what it feels like when they don't sleep, you know what I mean? It's true. And the, the Holy Spirit's probably going inside me, my grace is sufficient for you, Gary. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Get your eyes off yourself and stop moaning. It's probably what happened, it's what happened in the time. So anyway... So I can remember once in situation as a child, as a parent myself, I'm fully aware, as I said, of my weaknesses. I can remember a moment of time when I was sitting on my mum's lap watching a TV program. Very soon it turned from a happy and protected safe place to watching something that was horrific relating to people being burned. The trauma caused a completely negative fear in my mind. For years I carried the effects of this trauma in the form of a lie. What was it? It had become a stronghold of fear. See, that's what happens with trauma. When we walk through a trauma, the trauma is bad enough as it is. But it's when we walk through it and come out the other side of it, Satan's master plan is to leave a lie there and the power of that lie. It wasn't until I came to know Jesus that he set me completely free. His perfect love broke the power of fear. What did I need to do? I needed to learn to renew my mind in the years ahead. Taking hold of the scriptures like, I will never leave you nor forsake you, became the medicine that washed all traces of fear away. Perfect love casts out all fear. Yeah. 
Do you remember, can you, can you remember this when you, when you had to go to the doctors and you had to take some medicine? And the medicine was like, you know, and your mum, it's going to do you good, it's going to do you good, just take it. You know, and the first one down there and you take a little sip, it's like, inside your child going, no, don't give me another one. Sometimes the word of God's like that. We don't realise it, but we need to take our medicine every day. And see, that medicine is, is the words of life and words of truth. What could that medicine be like? It could be like you need to forgive that person. You need to let go. You need to, you need to pray for them and to bless them. That's the medicine. So every time we read the word, this medicine's doing us good. It's washing us clean. It's making us right with God. Amen. Okay, we're nearly there. Walking in freedom did mean that I had to take hold of the belt of truth every day and renew my thinking. Praise God I'm wearing a belt today. That's all I can say. I won't, I won't mention any more than that, but I'm wearing my belt of truth. The devil will always try and keep us locked up having a victim mentality. Yeah? Because we feel justified to say that you know, to stay in unforgiveness. Well, the cross has broken the power of that justification. We have no right to stay in offense. But the wonderful counselor and the Holy Spirit will always be speaking the truth and life to us so we can live in victory in our thinking. Most of our battles, church, goes on up here. Yeah. And we need to live in that place of renewal of our minds. If we think right, you know, we need to guard our hearts and our minds. Our thinking is really important. And that's where the wonderful counselor, as you read that word, even if you don't feel like anything is happening, God's word is still working in you. It's still causing life to hit your internal systems. It's causing life to flow through you. It's, it's breaking the enemy's power because you're speaking life over yourself. Amen. Okay, I'm going to share two, two scriptures now just before we finish. Um, 2 Peter 1 verse 3 and 4 his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness through these he has given us his very great and precious, prom great and precious promises can't say that with your teeth can you so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of the world caused by evil desires God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. He's given us everything, all the tools that we need. His presence, his Holy Spirit, the truth of the word, the gospel, the victory of everything. He's given it to us. But this is the, the next one is the interesting one. Okay, 2 Corinthians 10. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds we demolish argument and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ amen we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ I could have lived in a stronghold of shame but I don't live in a stronghold of shame anymore. I don't live in a stronghold of fear anymore because God has broken the power of that fear in my life 2,000 years ago. And I take hold of that by faith. I appropriate that and say, God, I thank you 
that my victory is based in your victory. It's not based in my weakness. I'll boast about my weakness, but my victory is based in his victory. Amen. That's why we could sing this morning, what a beautiful name. What a beautiful name. Because behind that name, that name, you know, really spoke of who God is. God, 2,000 years ago, came as a baby. What a wonderful story of Christmas is. But that baby grew up. And that baby would then suffer the sin of the world so that we and millions upon millions of people on our planet would be free. Free from going down that destructive path. If there's anybody today where, you've walk in, where you're walk, walking in any sense of shame or unforgiveness, we're just going to worship the Lord now. If you need to say sorry or forgive anybody, just do that now. Yeah, should we stand together? Should we stand? Thank you, Lord. just helping me lead the worship because he had the the song in his heart and I had a different one but that's fine that's fine and I've gone with Dave's that's fine Dave's a better one okay mate thank you Jesus just lift our hands to him now Father thank you thank you Lord God thank you for what you've done on the cross thank you that we can celebrate Father with you Father this Christmas because you are the way the truth and the life and Father today Father I thank you for the power of the cross which broken all power of shame and that blood is speaking a better word it's speaking forgiveness and it's speaking life Lord God so Lord I thank you for today you liberate us from any shame any guilt any fear Lord God is broken right now in the name of Jesus Father I thank you that we are now in Christ Jesus. The past is gone. The old is gone and the new has come. Let's just declare, declare God's wonderful grace this morning. If anybody here doesn't know the Lord, today is a good day. You've heard how God has set me free. Jesus can set you free. sometimes what we have to do is we have to humble ourselves before God the first thing we do is say God forgive me for what I've done for living my life in independence completely from your from your call and Lord I ask your forgiveness and I need you Jesus more than anything else in the world I need you if anybody else and you came in this morning and you don't know Christ don't leave the building without speaking the person that, who you came with or speak to one of us up front here God doesn't want you to leave in shame He wants you to leave knowing that he lo- you love Him and that He loves you Amen Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith Podcast We trust it's been an encouragement to you For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.